The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon, and I'm absolutely delighted that you're here. You know, we're officially now past the holidays and into a new year, and I hope, I hope it was good for all of you and you're ready to get back to normal, whatever that is. <laughs> I apologize for my voice. I've had my first bout of flu uh, in years, and I'm beginning to sound a little like a bullfrog, so bear with me. Our guest has a lovely voice, and so she'll make up the difference here. (laughs) Be sure to visit the self-improvement blog today. You're going to find information about and a picture of our today's guest. And she has a special offer she's going to tell you about. You can access it from the blog. If you forget her directions, you can go directly to her page. I just don't want you to miss out on this. It's, It's so good. Quite a number of years ago, um, about 30 of them actually, <laughs> I was diagnosed by a reputable internist here in town as having chronic fatigue syndrome. I was tired. She told me, uh, and I, I can still hear this, there's nothing I can do for you. If you want to get well, you'll have to do it for yourself. And I thought, what kind of news is that? From a doctor. And where on earth do I begin? I mean, I had no clue. I'd gained weight, had gone from a size 6 to a 14 in about two months without changing the way I ate. In fact, I was eating less because I I was really just too tired to cook. I had become too exhausted to go to work. And uh, the bad news was I owned the company. That's not really good when you own a company. Um... I, I just wasn't making it. My, my mental confusion was the worst. I couldn't read and understand a whole sentence, not even a sentence, much less a paragraph. And when people talked to me, it was like I could hear the words, but they didn't make any sense. And I was supposed to get myself well. I had no idea, but I knew that whatever it was, it had to be powerful and it had to be different from anything I knew about. We had a store in Scottsdale then called the Talking Bookstore. They were a rental library for recordings of any kind. And when I felt strong enough to drive, I would watch the yellow line in the road and get myself to this store. It was dangerous. I should not have done it. I would rent everything I had that had anything to do with getting well with psychology, with um, 
meditation with the mind, anything they had. I, I think I listened to everything they had at least twice, and I kept them, I think, for two weeks at a time. I'd listen to them over and over, hoping my of it, and somehow put it together. In all of this, I kept coming across a word that was very foreign to me, and that was the word chakra. I didn't really know what it was. I thought, if it's this important that they keep talking about it, I probably ought to know. I was a little nervous about it because, you know, it was from Eastern stuff, and uh, I'd kind of grown up hearing that that wasn't okay. But it opened the door to me to a whole, for me to a whole new world, and that's the world of energy and energy healing, and we're going to talk about that today. It, it's it's real. I, please, please pay attention because this truly could change your life. Our guest today is Allison Kay. She's been here with us before. She's a PhD, a holistic life coach, an India-trained yoga and meditation teacher, a certified personal trainer and an en- energy healer shifter of 16 years. And if you don't know what that is, pay, pay a little bit of attention. She has a unique blend of credentials. She uses a multiple number of modalities and the wealth of experience she acquired during her years living in Asia studying subtle energy practices make her perspective and manner of working with people around the world today extraordinarily powerful. She hosts her own radio show, Create Your Best Life Ever, What Else is Possible, that airs right here on Voice America every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time for Eastern Time. I would encourage you to listen to that show. It is such a delight for me to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Allison Kay. Allison, welcome back. Hi, Irene. I'm so happy to be back with you. I'm sorry that you're not feeling totally 100%. Well, I I feel much better than I sound, so it's not all bad. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, for those who weren't here when you were on before, and tell us in that what propelled you to study subtle energy practices in Asia, and not too many people knew much about subtle energy back in, in, in the time that you went away to study. So give us a thumbnail. Okay. Well, I, I, it seems like from the experiences that I've had since I've been back in the States for three years now, not a lot of people still understand what subtle energy is. In fact, my team wanted to brand me as the subtle energy doc, or the, but they felt like it was too unknown of a term, so um, there wouldn't be enough recognition for it. So that's kind of what my mission is about, it seems like, is to help educate uh, the Western mind on the importance of subtle energy and the role that it plays in our health, well-being, and happiness and vitality. It's a total missing link in our own self-care and health care in America. I was, a to answer your question more specifically, I moved to Asia to study the subtle energy system because I was a uh, major in my very first major in college, my bachelor's program was psychology. And in the third semester, Irene, I was like, this is incomplete. I just had such a strong realization that this is just not a complete understanding of the way this, the human psyche and all that goes into why humans do what they do. The, the understanding was incomplete. It was too mechanical. It was too based on the physical that it, 
and it was not approaching all of the mysterious in life. So fast forward. Um, so then from there on in, I switched majors and I became an English literature major, ultimately studying humans, the psychology of humans through story. And then I went on to teach English literature in the classroom and then moved in this time, became a meditation practitioner and meditation teacher that was 20 years ago and yoga and then Reiki was my very first energy medicine modality I used five different ones and Reiki was my very first and I'm so grateful for that because it's such a pure energy uh, medicine modality it's it has a way combined with the 20 years of meditation I have so cleared my um, system my mind body spirit system of the daily minds interfering thoughts and the vibration my overall system has such a high light vibration i mean you can add to that all the lifestyle choices that i make on a daily basis to do yoga to eat a clean organic mostly vegetarian diet i do still eat uh, organic farm-raised eggs and um, all natural yogurt so i do still some dairy and some fish because i'm also a personal trainer and so i my muscles seem to like the protein and then i do i done qigong now for about 13 years and taught it and still teach it and so and i've been practicing energy medicine uh, adding on four other modalities over the last 18 years with lots of success including clearing people of everything from brain tumors to breast lumps to depression to colonic cancer it's all been amazing um growth and experience and well after i had been an energy medicine practitioner for about seven years, I realized that I wanted to go to the source of who understood energy. And that was certainly not our country. I had lived in... No. <laughs> no. And I had... Where I went to college was in Amherst, and there was there's a strong meditation component to Western Mass, to the Happy Valley, as it's nicknamed. There's Tibetan refugees hid in the hidden in the mountains and there's some pagodas there and so there's a strong Buddhist presence and that's actually where I first learned to do yoga was in college and then I moved to San Francisco and that's where I first learned meditation and then fast forward um, now I was in Florida practicing the energy medicine for about eight years teaching in the classroom and full-time and then the natural healing was part-time and I had the opportunity to go teach at an international school in Asia and I took it and thought that I knew personally what it was going to do for me was to complement my power with energy healing and it did I sought out on a daily basis after school and then on my travels throughout Southeast Asia on my breaks in between the fall and spring semester all of the practices like acupuncture traditional Chinese herbalism Taoist nutrition I got certified ultimately to be a yoga teacher in India one break. Mm. Um, I received acupuncture. I received reflexology weekly, uh, Twina Chinese massage weekly. I observed and in, in absolute, actually myself ate uh, an increasingly um, traditional, based on traditional Taoist and nutritional principles and Ayurvedic from India principles diet. So I really began to not just study from books, but experience and live in a hemisphere, not just a country, not just a city, but a hemisphere that has two major 
components to its foundational beliefs or its paradigm that the entire structure then organizes around. And one is that the invisible is more important than the visible. And two, that we are eternal souls and we live life after life after life. So, I mean, ultimately what that did is it reoriented. Now, I knew this as an American, but it wasn't valued in our country, so I was kind of out of... Uh, out <laughs> it's of- not only not valued, it's, you know, opposed. Yeah, yeah, indeed. It's just becoming less so today because... Much less, thank goodness. Because of people like you and I, you know, and, and, and the listeners, too. So I remember... So the turning point for me, even though I already knew this, was living immersed in a country and a culture that organized itself around these principles. And then so that an example on a tangible level, practical or day to day level is walking into a room. We were commanded in order to operate successfully within the culture we were living within to check our energy to not walk into a room extremely extroverted, uh, announcing how we felt or talking um, loudly. We were to, in order to be successful, not all foreigners did this, but in order to be successfully integrate with a, a local culture, to check in with where the feeling in the room was at and to fit right in with that and support that feeling. And if it was on, and if people were having a challenge or difficulty to provide, and we do this here, to provide an uplifting thought or feeling to try and help the energy. But the point is, is that the undercurrents are what are paid attention to there. What they speak in, I, I go through all of this in my book. Um, so I don't want to necessarily do that here and now, but the bottom line too, is that one day coming out of a, I'm sorry, this example is from one day after I had been back here for about two years. Now leave, having left the classroom and taken my healing work full time. And I came out of a session with a client and I believe that the client was coming to me for colonic cancer. This is one of my colonic cancer clients. And I was outside writing in their file and grounding. And I was, I had this hit, still very much Chineseified, if you will, and Asianified, if you will. I, I still have not and won't ever fully integrate into becoming an American again. Um, and in that, I was looking at what they had been through so far with the Western medical system and their own mentality. And yeah, they were seeking out help, but questioning, like, why do we ignore the eternal? Why do we ignore yeah. what the real source of power is? Why are we trying to fix something that's only temporary, the, the body? Why aren't we going to the source of power that actually gives the health and the life force, meaning the chi or the prana and the vitality and the well-being? So um, my, that's why. I hope yeah. that. And uh, um, with those questions, I-, I want our listeners to think about those questions. It's time for us to go to break, and when we come back, you know, we'll address these again. This is Irene Connell with my guest, Allison Kay, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Build your better business, achieve that goal, make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership. 
and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Allison Kay, and we're talking about energy and subtle energy. Um, one of the things I just heard, Allison, that you'll find interesting, I think, is last night on ABC, their medical advisor, whose name right now escapes me, was talking about 10 things you can do for yourself to be healthy in the new year. And two of the things he mentioned were meditation, And gratitude, and he talked about how important gratitude is for your health. And I thought, he's really beginning to get it. It was like a breath of fresh air to me. You know, would you you say we're moving closer to a realization of, of the spiritual, of the, you know, of the spiritual, of, of the energetic force behind all of this? Well, uh, it's funny, Irene. Irene and I, for the listeners, we were talking about this during break, and it's funny you added in that last sentence that we didn't talk about during the break, Irene, because that really, that's the bottom line. Um, and I, I'm going to answer this question in a couple of different ways or at a couple of different levels. And the biggest perspective is that apparently we're entering, we have now entered since December 21st, 2012, an era that was predicted not only by the Mayans and Nostradamus, but by many others, apparently. Um, and it's the era of spiritual awakening, of humanity's spiritual awakening. And what it seems to be about, so I was writing about this in my book, like that we're going through a great shift now, and I was doing it more from academic and scholarly reports and examining our Western medical system and seeing how it needed to keep up with the times we're moving into, which is an era, instead of being based on Newtonian physics, 
is being based on quantum physics and Newtonian physics is that kind of more predictable, solidified cue ball will hit that ball and send it into the corner pocket, predictable, stable kind of existence. And quantum physics looks at particles and quanta and substances that change in an instant, that leap instead of do a solid, concrete, sequential, linear growth or progression like we're more used to seeing. If you think of the way that, for example, our government changes and will adjust a bill and then bring in another bill. And so, like, look at the Obamacare, where we're changing our health care. It's slow and it's incremental change. And this is, in fact, what my master's is in, is in public administration. And the focus was public policymaking and environmental policymaking. Um, so my book is a combination of... Um, everything I've already said and then actually looking at our society and where it's headed. So your question is really a good one to be asking me, actually. Um, so the biggest backdrop is that we are moving into an era and have been in it for about a year now of what's known to be humanity's spiritual awakening. But what that's doing is it's having people come up with symptoms that the doctors with their more physically geared training just can't seem to diagnose. Yeah. Um, people are getting like itches, they're getting like uh, migraines, they're getting dizziness, they're having dietary changes, they're fluctuating in their moods, and there's a lot of unexplainable kinds of random kinds of symptoms that if we didn't make solid and real and didn't go to our doctor with, we would see that they, if we just, I'm not suggesting don't go to your doctor, but what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is that if we just sat back and observed them, they would probably change within a, a month, some of them, because they're due to consciousness and the adjustments that our bodies are making, all the way down to like even our structural alignments are changing. Um, the spine is changing because of the central nervous system, and what pulsates down along our spine is the central nervous system, the messaging from the brain to the body and back the body to the brain. And what's interesting, I love to throw out there as a yoga teacher, is Shavasana. You know the final pose that we do in yoga that has you laying down in that corpse pose and it seems to be what the majority of yoga classes in America use as the sleep rest meditation time? Right, yeah. So I don't, I start my yoga class with a meditation and so that when I was in India, what they explained that the actual use of that is, is for our neuromuscular reprogramming to happen. So when we get in poses and we actually lengthen just maybe a centimeter, a half a centimeter, quarter of a centimeter, whatever, um, but whatever length we gain in the pose in that one yoga class, the Shavasana pose at the end is meant to allow for the neuromuscular reprogramming. So next time we do yoga, our body is longer. At that, it stays at that same length, so we keep making gains and actually lengthen ourselves. So that programming that happens um, is something I want to come back to because that's connected to the chakra system. So you're you're asking me, Irene, do I feel like it's changing? And one of the changes I've witnessed close to what you saw last night on the news is somebody just recently told me when I was at Starbucks getting a green tea, for example, that the doctors raised the threshold that they'll put people on blood pressure medication here locally in Florida anyway at um, five points higher. So that means that they're not medicating quite as easily. In my book, I quote two doctors of um, Western medicine and professors at Dartmouth of medicine in 
they were talking about how in the 14 years since they had become doctors, the thresholds for when to medicate people, when to put them on high cholesterol medication and when to put them on high blood pressure medication, the thresholds had lowered. So what had once not even been a warning stage had become today's warning stage. And what used to be the warning stage had become automatic medication today. Right, but what's interesting about the whole thing is they rely totally on tests and really nothing to do with with you. I mean, it's all according to lab tests, x-rays, you know, all of these kind of studies that they can do, and they never say, how are you feeling? Irene, it's also they go by age. I mean, I have a, my oldest client's 92. My last client right before coming on the show today is 85, and my youngest is um, in her 20s. So it's it's interesting to watch my older clients go to their doctors in almost automatically. How do I use the word almost? In some instances, automatically get put on medication just because of their age. So that's another <laughs> point. Yeah, I actually make yeah. is that it, it, we're not treated as individuals in this country. Um, it's a it, it's a systematic diagnosis. Like if you go with a gastrointestinal complaint, automatically you get an endoscopy done. You don't get so if you go to a, a traditional Chinese medical doctor with that complaint. You get um, your tongue looked at, you get your pulse looked at, the doctor's observing your reactivity or lack of reactivity emotionally, um, your uptightness or your relaxation, your diet recently, your stress levels recently, and you might get a different diagnosis than Kevin, our engineer for the show today. He might get, an, um, you might get to certain herbs and acupuncture needles put in certain spots, whereas he'd get something else. So it's each individual is treated from the mind-body-spirit holisticness and the diet is considered, the emotions are considered a symptom, the, the um, tension or relaxation is considered a symptom. So, yes, they're treated as individuals. Now, if you bring that over to the chakra system, this is what I use to explain to people the mind-body connection in the West because it seems to be the most linear way and the most um, easy to follow for people to understand how the mind, body, and spirit intersect and then how they can engage in their own self-care well, so, and it also brings in energy, and, and that's something that we, we really don't even talk about in terms of Western medicine. No, we don't, and, and, and not as of yet, but this in, the new integrated approach understands that there is limitations to Western medicine. Now, in my book, I follow the World Health Organization and Harvard Medical School's worldwide study that they did most recently of the world's um, industrialized countries' medical care systems, the modernized, westernized medical care systems, to whatever varying degrees throughout the world these different nations are that. And so um, America was found to be the best at trauma care, and we're, not, we're only in the top 50. We're not in the top 10. We're not found to be good with our mortality rate, with the daily uh, chronic cases of whether it be cancer or chronic fatigue or any of those kinds of daily life care cases. That's where we're, we're just lousy at it. And so I know that for <sighs> yeah, it, your chronic fatigue, yeah, it's one of the most, in my opinion, in my knowledge from the Chinese, the the um, Adrenals, one of the things that's said in traditional Chinese medicine and in modern day society and with the Chinese is don't ever let your adrenals go into burnout because it's hard to get that energy back. What's, and I'm still working on it. 
which is why I would have given you the second chakra clearing because the adrenals. <laughs> you, you did. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I did. Uh, that's brilliant. Well, well, before we go, it's almost time to go to break. Uh, you've referenced your book several times. It's a an, an wonderful book. We talked about it on the last show. Tell people about your book, where they can get it. Uh, what the name of it is so they can look for it if they're in a bookstore. You know, give us the details on your book because it really is such a worthwhile read. Thanks. I mean, it's, there's a whole lot of information that's compiled. I've had a lot of people say thank you for saving me reading 25 other books. Um, it's a it's called What If There's Nothing Wrong? And you can get it on Amazon.com or it, it would be helpful if you did go into your local bookstore and ask them to order it. Actually, they, it's easy to order. All the main distributors have it. So What If There's Nothing Wrong? And you can get it on Amazon.com. And, and I would do that today, you know, um, because it, it's, it's so timely and has such great information. It's time for us to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the chakras. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Allison K saying, stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Yes. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Is there a real magic formula for success or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you were willing to be controversial, choosing kindness instead of judgment, willing to stand out from the crowd, being a leader in creating a new reality, even if others don't follow? You can make a difference. Start by tuning in to The Value of Controversy. Each week, our hosts will bring you the tools to help create the world that you want to live in and explore what's possible when you choose from the controversy of consciousness. Listen for The Value of Controversy every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. 
Our address is the Self Improvement Blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self Improvement Show. My guest today is Allison Kay. We're talking about energy and energy healing, and we're just about to start talking a little bit about chakras. Allison, you're on. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to your second chakra example. So you guys, listeners out there, what we're talking about is um, Irene has been sent by me one of the, I'm going to offer you all a couple of specials by the end of the show. And one of them I includes the recordings that are about 15 minutes of instruction for each chakra and then 45 minutes of theta healing clearings to clear out each chakra. And people buy the package and listen to each recording over and over again. And you get clearer and clearer in each of the chakras. And I have a special going on right now that I'll talk about later. But I intuitively asked which is the best one for Irene. And normally the third and the fifth chakra are the ones that are, when clients first come to me, the most out of whack. And so I was expecting to go into the third and send Irene a sample of what we're going to be offering Um of the third chakra. And I sat there and I asked, you know, my healer's seat, as I've come to call it, of intuition or intuitive guidance, and I got to send her the second one. It was not for the reason that she has expressed so far, but I run. Oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe well, I will. I didn't get the adrenals. What I was getting, so the second chakra is um, about, all right, so how do I back up here? Um, the chakra system itself is chakra in Sanskrit means wheel. And what that, if you can, you guys know the uh, steam boats, like during the, the market. paddle like, wheel? Yeah, the big paddle wheel. You got it. Good job, Irene. Thank you for that assist there. <laughs> paddle wheel. So the paddle wheel, it's a, it's a wheel. And again, that's what chakra means from Sanskrit to English translated. And so we have, seven main ones. We have more than that, but let's just go with the seven main ones. And they run down the central column or the spine, and they're in both the front and the back of the body. And these wheels are metaphysical. Meta means bigger, beyond. So they're not physically tangible, but they are when you start being able to sense and see in um, the multidimensional world which is opening up to all of us nowadays as we move into this era with a lot of different planetary alignments. I've actually done a couple of shows recently on these planetary alignments because they are influencing us. And I don't mean to come from an astrologer's perspective. The only reason why I bring it up, and here I am qualifying it because I'm aware in the West that we consider this kind of thing questionable and perhaps woo-woo. But in in India, for example, in the system of self-care, with Ayurveda, the ancient medicine, and the practice of yoga, the influence of the cosmos is seen as something that you absolutely consider. And in fact, traditional yoga studios close for the full moon because doing yoga underneath the full moon's energy isn't considered helpful. So the reason why is take the seventh chakra, the wheel at the top of the head, the crown of the head. The, there's a right and there's a, um, an area of life that's covered under each chakra. So the seventh one could be considered divine guidance and our spiritual connection. And I like to suggest that, you know, the halo that's in the pictures that are painted of Jesus, the white halo around his head. 
Right, yeah. I, I think that that's the crown chakra because the color of the crown chakra is white with a bit of golden light to it. So moving down to in between the eyebrows is the sixth chakra, and that color is a, a deep indigo purple. Moving down to the throat area, that's the throat chakra, the fifth one, and that is a light blue. Moving down to the heart. Now we're in the center line of the body. We're not on the left or the right side. We're in the center line. There's a center channel called Shishuma in the Hindu uh, yogic practice. In Hindu, the Hindu culture is where the chakra theory originates from. And in fact, all yoga is designed around the chakra system. So when we leave a yoga class and we're feeling refreshed and energized and rejuvenated and cleared and calm and peaceful, it's because we have opened up the flow through the wheels that the chakras are. So our entire body is feeling the flow of life force energy or energy or chi or prana. It's all the same term. So in the heart, uh, is green that's at the heart center that's the fourth chakra the third one is the solar plexus and that's yellow and it's at right below the bottom rib and it's in the center and it's bright yellow it's in the center of the belly it's kind of like why i say center it's not only in the center line but it seems to be like the central it's the will chakra and in the traditional chakra theories it's considered the will center and its element is fire and it's a really really important one and so i tend to say center because i picture like this aztecian golden disc for warriors like that they would use there if you have a strong third chakra the digestive tract is tied in there and i'll get into that in a second the second chakra now going lower is about an inch and a half below the navel and its color is orange and then there's the root chakra that's at the perineum and below the genitals and that's considered red so each of the chakras is a wheel that turns life force energy. That's what we use in English, that we have to have a phrase in English, whereas two cultures based on ancient understanding before modernization only have one word to describe what we need three words to describe. Well, we make everything a little harder. Well, it's also because our, our ancient culture does, the mystery schools were just that in Greece and Rome. There were mystery schools. Mysteries, yeah. They weren't, yeah, they weren't, it wasn't commonly acknowledged, like as chi is in the Chinese society with tai chi, qi gong, and then prana is what it's called in, the, that's the word used in the Hindu or yogic system, prana. And so in acupuncture, we have all of the needles that get placed all over the body along the meridians. And so somebody could come in with a complaint about headaches and they're getting a needle put in their big right toe. So that's because the energy is understood or the chi or the prana or the vital, the whole phrase is vital life force energy in English. And if you look at that translation, the most literal descriptive translation, vital life force energy, how could we not want that to be traveling throughout our body? Uh, I can't imagine how we can do anything and not address it. I know, I know, I know. That's why my work, I mean, I, I, I strive to get this information out there because it's not about positive thinking. It's not ooby-groovy. It's not woo It is a science. And I see that, I mean, you know what's still so fun for me, even after years of doing this work, is when people get cleared of, um, like, let's say in the second chakra, the right there is the right to feel the way you feel. 
each chakra again has a right. And so if we had that shut down, if we were invalidated as a child from programming years of ages zero to ages eight, and we were crying and we were told to stop that crying, or we came home from school and we were upset and don't be upset, you have so much to be grateful for, we weren't validated for what we felt, for example, then that shuts the wheel down. We learn that pattern and it shuts the second chakra down because it's not able to turn because there's beliefs connected to that second chakra that will keep it um, underactive. Now, we're talking about lifelong patterns. The chakras operate at a couple of different levels. There's lifelong patterns that cause lifelong energy flows that are the ones that I tend to ultimately work with and get to with my clients. And then there's the daily. Like in daily life, you could have your throat chakra a little bit like affected and closed down if your throat's sore. But then the right of the fifth chakra, let's talk about that for a second. The right of the fifth chakra is to speak and be heard. So if we, so in that uh, area of our lives, the throat chakra addresses not only our communicating with integrity, our communicating honestly, but it also addresses, excuse me, it also addresses our perception that we're heard, our perception that we're listened to, our feeling that we're heard. There's a whole other level to the throat chakra in that it's the neck. And people don't often talk about this, but the throat chakra is a very complex one, especially in our day today, because it's where we're translating our ideas and our inspirations and our intuitive um, hits is what I'm used to using, or intuitive guidance, and then our wisdom from our higher self or divinity. So that's the sixth and the seventh chakra I just described, and that all goes on in the head. And if our throat chakra... If we're not bringing down our ideas and our inspirations and not living life based on who we truly are, based on our deepest ideas and inspirations and desires um, and passions and things we're excited about, then so the neck acts as the bridge to then bring our ideas down into the physical. And if we're jamming that up, if we're stopping ourselves with self-doubt or with uh, procrastination or self-sabotage and we don't believe that um, it will be received, or for whatever reasons, we'll, we stop ourselves, which are many, right? I mean, there's... Yeah, right. It's my work is focusing on where and why, not why so much, it's just where people stop themselves and clearing it. So the neck acts as that bridge to bring those ideas down into the physical plane to materialize them or manifest them on the physical plane. So if we're stopping ourselves up, the throat chakra wheel won't be turning a tight neck and tight upper shoulders, chronic throat clearing. Um, when you get a cold, if it doesn't hit the chest and it doesn't hit the head and instead hits the throat every time it starts there, that's an indication that you have a vulnerability in the throat chakra, meaning that, okay, let me go back to my yoga teacher training in India. I was talking to the teacher of asanas and the director of the school, and I asked him, what do you see that gets lost the most when yoga teachers leave here and go to the West and bring yoga back to the West? And he said, okay, so when you're teaching Westerners, especially men, yoga, know that the hamstrings get tight because the hamstrings store anger. And so you're going to have to know that in uh, your awareness of when you have them do the sun salutations and we go into forward bend that really works the hamstrings. So people are going to want to modify that pose by bending their knees. So I'm elaborating on that. But I said to him, wait a minute, Lily, can't it just be that I ran, my hamstrings are tight because I ran out on the sand and bare feet and I didn't stretch before or after. 
And he looked at me and he said, sure, Allison, yeah. But you had a vulnerability there. You were predisposed to them because of stored anger. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So all of that, so our emotions precede our, 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 um, our oh, it's not just emotions, our spiritual force, our, 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 who we are and what we've learned to suppress and what we've learned to ex- express creates the way that energy runs and the energy patterns that are the most dominant ones in our lives. And so certain chakras get shut down for our lives until we do this kind of work. So certain areas of our body become the vulnerable ones, whether it's our hips, our lower back, or our uh, neck and shoulders, chronic pain results from this. And with this chronic pain, (laughs) we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to fix it. This is Irene. (laughs) You like that, Allison? Anyway, we'll be right back with more, so don't go away. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present, and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get ahead in business and life. Read Getting It Done, 1,000 of the Best-Kept Secrets for Success in Business and Life by John Capozzi. Learn how John, a successful Connecticut businessman, obtained 13 corporate promotions in 13 years. This book makes a fantastic gift for anyone who wants to get ahead in business. Voice America will donate a portion of every copy sold to the USO. Visit gettingitdone.com and enter promo code VA1234 at checkout to get a 10% discount. That's gettingitdone.com, promo code VA1234 for a 10% discount today. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back. Today we're talking to Allison Kay. We've been talking about energy and we've been talking about the chakras. She's gone through each one, talking a little bit about what they are, what they do, 
Um, we ended on a note of having somebody having leg pain, and I said we'd fix it when we come back. Allison, tell, tell the listeners how they can work with their chakras, where they can learn more about them, and about your offer. Let me tell you, Allison referred to the fact that I worked on the second chakra. She sent it to me. It is phenomenal. Now, I've been doing chakra work off and on for the last 20 years, and I've never done this work, and I needed to. Uh, she brings a depth to it that I've not seen before, and I'm extremely grateful to know these new things. Allison, share some of these things with our listeners. How do they find out more? How, how, do you, you know, how can they do your work with you, et cetera, et cetera? I mean, thank you for that because um, there is something that does require getting articulated here, and it is that distinction that I seem to do something that others to do with energy medicine. Um, there's some quality to my work that um, gets to a level of depth that isn't frequently gotten to, and it's done rather quickly. Um, and, and I see, and it's really the reason why I continue to do what I'm doing is because of the results I see that it gets people. Yeah? I mean, why would I do yeah. that? <laughs> so can you actually, I'm going to actually bounce it back to you for a moment. Can you describe to the listeners the example you gave of the good little girl from the second chakra recording so that they can have a better feeling what you mean by the depth? Well, in the second chakra recording, she talks about people who have uh, difficulties in the second chakra often are the good little girl who... I always wanted to be the good little girl. And that was exactly me. I was the little girl who worked hard to get good grades, do everything as perfect as I could. Uh, at home, I tried to be as perfect as I could be, possibly because I didn't want to get noticed by my father, who was an alcoholic, and that's often what little good little girls come from, yeah. <laughs> these kind of uh, scenes. Um and everything about it, not being allowed to feel what I felt. You know, we didn't cry. Uh, we didn't complain. We, we didn't do any of these things. We weren't allowed to feel what we felt. Um, authority was a big thing for me most of my life until I got to be an adult and realized that we're all the same. You know? uh, but authority was a biggie for me, and that's a second chakra issue. Yeah. And it wasn't that I haven't worked with the second chakra. I just hadn't worked at this level. And I think one of the things that makes a difference is that you're working in theta. And for me, I come right down to theta with you right away. It's very interesting. I, I was surprised. Most people do. Like they fall asleep or they don't hear. So it's really crazy how um, somebody, like one of these testimonials is on the page that I'm going to send you guys to. Um, she's saying, Allison doesn't mumble. It's only after listening to the same recording for a month that I've now been able to hear all that she's saying. So we can only like take in certain levels of the clearing at a time until enough is cleared out of the way that we can actually get to a different level and then hear people. It's all in the same recording. It's, a, it's, it's profound. This works. So, I, yeah, what Irene's saying is that I go each recording, as I said before, has, except for the third, that chakra recording, that has about 30 minutes of instruction because of its importance with manifesting and materializing the lives that we desire. And the name of my radio show is Create Your Best Life Ever. What else is possible? So, I'm all about like no suffering, y'all. Come on. 
what, what if there's nothing wrong, which is the name of my book, right? So right. by clearing out these chakras, it's so that you get the 15 minutes uh, in the, of explanation, then the uh, 45 minutes of theta clearings. And I speak out loud. I'm the only theta healer I know who does this. And members of my team have pointed this out to me as an important point to s- distinguish. I wasn't really aware of it before. Um, but they told me, Allison, it's a really um, cool, neat, extra facet you give to Theta Healing because you do it out loud. It could come across as a prayer. It isn't a prayer. Um, it's based on science, the based on the observer effect from quantum physics. Um, in going into that real briefly, a scientist in the beginning of quantum physics's unraveling of what Newtonian physics had presented, and that it's physical. That's the foundation to all life and quantum physics has found out no it's in fact energy and it found that out in part from the observer effect so a scientist had something under his microscope he was studying and as he looked at the thing before he did any kind of manipulation to the thing under the slide to observe the reaction just by his thoughts starting to focus on the thing it changed the thing under the slide that he was measuring that he was studying. So that's known as the observer effect. So in the Theta commands, I am, I am in Theta, and most everybody, as I've already said, like Irene, follows me right into Theta, and you get soothed, and the most frequent feedback, so you hear me say, show me, at the end of each command. So I'm reprogramming the subconscious, which is easily reprogrammed at this, uh, in the Theta brainwave state. And then I'm also downloading more access to, let's say, that you're worried about abundance and you have been conditioned to believe there isn't enough. And so money has been an issue for you. That's a root chakra for a chakra issue. And what you'll hear reprogrammed is, um, creator, it is commanded, please, that you pull the belief at all the levels, resolving it at their history level, past life level. There is never enough money. Yes, replacing that with there is never enough money. No, show me. So that's what it sounds like. I'm not in theta right now, although I'm probably in alpha. I pretty much exist in alpha or theta brainwave state. But the typical everyday brainwave state is beta. And then alpha is the where we get to in meditation. And then theta is what we REM in. So, um, yeah, it's an it's amazing work. And it, of the five energy medicine modalities I use, this is the one that people most frequently um, like because it's the quickest results. It seems like it's also the most tangible, which is why as a meditation teacher and knowing the mind as a meditation practitioner myself, the mind likes to have that information. So I say it out loud to kind of ease the cognitive mind. So um, the special offer I came up with in response to it being the new year and it being an energy gateway right now that ends in mid-January. So it started uh, with the winter solstice and that means there's a lot of energy available to us right now to help us change and have ease and light at ever-increasing levels in our lives and prosperity. So what better time to clear out the old, clear out the stuckness, clear out the beliefs that no longer serve us to and open up to the new, but now. So my Chakra Audio Healing Series, I believe Irene has a link on, well, if you go to the blog, uh, you can click to my website, and um, I want to actually give you the link out loud because it's a special on my website. So you're going to want to write this down, and then maybe we can get this put up on the blog, Irene? Absolutely. Okay. So it's Energy Gateway. Okay, so you're going to want to go to my website, allisonjk.com. That's on the, the blog. And then forward slash energy dash gateway dash chakra, C-H-A-K-R-A dash healing dash package forward slash. 
So also, um, it's that you get all of the, uh, all of the chakra clearings and then you're going to get a self care guide to help you with yoga postures, essential oils, foods, exercises, crystals to use for each chakra. And then in mid January, you get a call with me where I'll do more clearings for you. And I'll be able to see where you're at now and I'll clear where you, where you've gotten yourselves to after listening to all these recordings. I also do a Tuesday night group theta healing call, which is a great discounted 70% off normal rates of working with me in theta. That's under services, Tuesday night group theta healing call. It's a great way to join in. I go up into your field. You come on at your own convenience, and I just clear what I see is up for everybody, and then you get sent the recording. So you don't even have to be on live. You can just get the recording every week. Allison, it's it's time for us to say goodbye. I got it. I did it. Woohoo! You did it. You did it. Uh, This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Allison Kay, saying Go to Allison's website, first of all, and then come back again next week when we're going to be talking with Alan, Alan J. Fox about people tools. This is Irene Conlon saying thank you for being with us today. We'll see you again next week. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.